0: Ecclesiastes 3 says there is a time and a place for everything. While I'm certainly not one to contradict scripture, I would like to point out that the Bible was written well before Dora the Explorer was created. And you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 245 for the week of the 2nd of November 2016. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Justin. This episode is brought to you by David Boys Toys and Bam Capel Collectibles and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the NECA Aliens Private Vazquez, the Funko Pop Vinyl Chucky from Child's Play 2, and the Mezco 112 Collective Star Trek Captain Kirk and Lieutenant Sulu. Justin, how the heck are you?
1: Hello. Good. Good. Yes. Oh,
2: damn
0: it. He beat me to it. Good.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Justin, I haven't um, been on a show with you for ages. Um, so yes. So how, how have you been?
1: Good. I've been adventuring. Okay. So, where where
0: uh, have you been adventuring?
1: Uh, New Zealand, where uh, I was there, probably took in two shows. Uh, that was my bad. It was a whim.
0: <laughs> oh, now that's getting... right. We thought you were dead.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I well, I was in New Zealand. I was 50 years behind. It's some yes. sort of vortex. So. <laughs> just, just to be
2: clear here, I didn't think you were dead, Justin. Oh, I you, just thought ben. you were trapped under something heavy.
1: Yeah, New Zealand's good. They got this new thing called chocolate milk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really not. Do they have colour TV yet, though? Um, yes, but it's the old, old colour. So you only get like um, four. You get green, blue, pink, and I think the other one was black. So, you know, give or take black. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was uh, a good friend over there, won a rather large award and award yeah. um, he works in a small little wine bar that he owns and operates with his partner oh, cool. and they won a an a prestigious award from nice. some New Zealand fine wine and food guide thing and we went over there on a whim and um, surprised him, hadn't seen him for about 15 years and Ooh. last time I was over there, we had like a boys trip and I was looking at the photos and we went over there. It was, um, you know, we are all about 23, 24, so I was good looking back at the photos and good to see him again. <laughs> it's doing really well. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. and my daughter, yeah, <laughs> my daughter turned 17, so she got a P's the very next day, which means she now has freedom, which means we never see her anymore, which oh. is. That's <laughs> so a provisional driver's license. Yes, it is, provisional driver's license, and she's pretty good. She, um, like I said, she got it in one go. Um, she on, beat man. me, took me two turns when I was her age, so <laughs> she's doing really well. Okay. She just started Good. another part-time job, so she's working two jobs at the moment. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> she she works in a fast food establishment, which I've discussed before, mm-hmm. and she's just picked up some other work working in a hairdressing salon to see if she wants to do something related to that once she leaves school, so oh. yeah, she's doing that two days a week. Cool. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. I bet. Mm. Wow. Mm.
0: And, uh, Mr. Ben, what's been happening with you and yours?
2: uh yeah, all, all the usual life stuff. I, uh, I did a scot and was away for most of the week on the other side of the country. <laughs> and, uh, the silence was deafening compared to being at home. <laughs> but, uh, I actually just came in, you know, as in, I usually wander into my, my, what I call my comic room, which is kind of like the office where all my, you know, a lot of my toys and comics are, um, I usually wander in about five minutes before we uh, we, we get together to start recording, and uh, I, I noticed I'd had a figure latch. Oh, no. And I've just been redoing all my Marvel Legends, and I, I bought a whole bunch of those uh, shelf stacker things that you're supposed to put in your pantry, but uh, I use yes. them on my shelves because they're white, my shelves are white, and so it allows you to sort of have four ranks uh, sort of in a, in a stepped display, and so they look really good. But, you know, every now and then you have a, a figure launch and you can sort of tell exactly what happened and you sort of go, oh, it's because, you know, such and such was behind such and such and they fell forward and, you know, took out, a you know, two figures. Uh, I stood looking at about oh, 15 figures that were sprawled everywhere and I was – I just couldn't Sherlock Holmes it backwards enough to work out what had happened and, and I think it I finally dawned on me when – very discreetly hidden amongst um, the carnage was uh, I've been using the Bandai, you know, the flame effects. Yeah. I've got the blue ones and I've actually set those up with and using a flight stand, I've got Namor coming up sort of through those, you know, making it look like he's blasting out of water kind of thing. And it's actually quite good. Uh, but they're, um, if if you don't have them, they're actually quite a a heavy, chunky plastic. They're they're sort of good value in terms of quality, and one of the pieces uh, of the flames clicks into another one and gives it, you know, it's an extension of height, and so you can sort of, it's quite modular, Um, and I obviously hadn't clicked it in properly, and it, it gave way and fell, and as close as I can work out, it's fallen from the top shelf, it's hit, The carpet in front of the bookshelf And then like some sort of mystical shuriken Managed (laughs) to fling into the bottom bookshelf Hit a figure in the back row Who then created the figure launch And took out about 15 figures as Of this kind of avalanche As they took each other out down each step They just continued to spread And uh, yes, so I was hastily putting all those figures back up When the uh, the Skype call came through Wow So that was the highlight of my week awesome (laughs) how about you mr scotty
0: oh yeah i was uh up in queensland this week and uh so spent a lot of time um in nice weather which is great because melbourne has been not functioning properly Mm -hmm. um but then we've had really nice weather here this weekend so our landscaping project has taken a massive step forward excellent Um, yeah which is really good and Otherwise, um, so here in Victoria, because on Tuesday we have the Melbourne Cup, which is the horse race that stops the nation, and but not me, I don't care, uh, I don't mean it. but we get a public holiday for it. So um, we, get, we get a public holiday on the Friday before the AFL Grand Final and a public holiday for a horse race. It's hilarious. And, of course, all the um, – Poor public school kids still have to go to school on the Monday, but all the private schools have the Monday off as well, so the family's got the four-day long weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Miss, Mrs. Scotty's gone off to visit her mum, and the Scottettes and I are oh. here. And I think I was talking to Mrs. Scotty on the phone today, and we worked out that um, we will briefly see each other in November, um, but she she's doing a couple of weekend things related to the Cambodia stuff that she's doing and I'm away forever so wow but anyway Dece- <laughs> December we plan to connect and then yeah. Uh, yeah, on the, <laughs> yes and then on the 21st of December is and no one's gonna believe this because they won't I't they won't think that I'm old enough and I'm really not but the 21st of December is our 25th wedding anniversary wow. I know. And so we're going to um, actually do something. we never do anything for anniversary because it's four days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of gets lost in the ah, Christmas is coming. Ah. But I'm, yeah, I've got plans. Plans. Excellent. <laughs> to actually do something. <laughs> and, <laughs> so that, that's the plan we <laughs> On, yeah, yeah. We, we, I was talking to her tonight, and I was like, "How are they going to see each other in November?" And she was like, "Ah, oh, think of the frequent flyer points." I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. like-
1: <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I got um, eighteen years next month. The end of next month. Wow. Mm. I was a child bride.
0: Yes. Um, Don't
1: make any jokes
2: about um, you get less for murder. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: <laughs> it
1: just gets better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I think. Anyway,
1: <laughs> oh, cool. I think it stays on a on a line.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna get uh, a better present for my anniversary than you are for yours. <laughs> um, <coughs> No, I think my my, um, my wife had to marry me and raise me, um, and so and she's done. She's done a very good job, so I, I feel very fortunate.
1: And, and to be fair, if I asked my wife if she was here now, she'd say the same thing. So yeah. just, <laughs> she's done well to uh, raise you. No, the straight line.
0: <laughs> straight line, yeah, I don't know Okay, cool, well, um, before um, j- we end up getting Justin divorced I think we should probably have a very short break And uh, then come back with some uh, non-marriage-related articulated news
3: Yahoo, it's me, Beetlejuice Joe Adam, check out my great new house, The Vanishing Wall Scary Eat so separately Just
0: lie down inside and say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice you smell. a smile, I'm scary Go. ah
3: now, back to normal. Beetlejuice. Like it? Makes my head spin. Speaking of spins, let's take one of my awesome Phantom Flyer. A real scare on wheels. Great bra on the ground or in the air. Freaks. Right. Pop wheelies. Ah! Give old a lift. Am I the ghost with the most boy?
0: Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. This isn't all the news. It's just the things that caught our eye and that we wanted to rave about or rant about this week. And, Justin, you are going to commence the raving and ranting
1: Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'll get into it. Sideshow Collectibles Marvel Black Cat premium format statue in a new Whizbang bang um, costume that I may need Ben's help with. That's, uh, yeah. I, it looks very Batman. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> expected to ship in October 2017, so it's about a year away. Like I mentioned before, it's the premium format uh, scale so 22 inches here. I guess that's with the base, so you know it's it's pretty big. Um, kilogram wise, what, what are we talking about? Five and a half kilos here. Um, now the price four ninety nine point nine nine US. Um, and yeah, like I said, Ben, I'm gonna need some help with this one. It's a cross between Batman, Shocker, and Silver <laughs> Sable that I can see. Yeah, well, I mean, this is
2: her. Very, very latest costume. The silver thing wrapped around her is her whip. That's nice ah. in her leg. Um, very catwoman esque. But um, she was recently in a storyline in the Spider-Man titles where um, she was kind of taking over uh, the the voids left by assorted crime kingpins and was basically bringing them all together and convincing them to work for her. Mm. Um, and so it's updated. Um, well. I don't know, I'm just going to go out there and, and say what I think. And, uh, look, I think it's gorgeous. I think the portrait is stunning. No one does this quite the way that uh, that, that Sideshow do. It looks like something that um, Nathan Mansfield's done. But, um, yes, I, I, I just asked why, uh, you know, she's had a premium format statue before that was actually quite good. Uh, I think it's, it's in her traditional costume, which is the one that I'm familiar with. And so uh, I sit there going, why? Uh, who who decided that Black Cat needed a second premium format statue hmm. when uh, we haven't had, you know, uh, Magneto, Mr Sinister, Juggernaut, Ultron, the Wasp? Uh, you know, do I go on and on and on and on about all the characters but that the haven't only had thing one? I
0: can think is because, I mean, we've had the – a new spider-man premium format there is a modern green goblin coming and i have seen some of the promo photos showing this modern black cat with those two so yep, yeah yep. it's just it's kind of in that space but i mean i agree i i looked at it and was like oh yay and then i saw the modern costume and went oh blah mm. and um, <clears throat> you know but that's unfair to everyone that's reading the comics now that um probably goes well that's the black cat i know I've been reading
2: mm. comics for yeah. five minutes. Um, so I just—I'm trying to picture them sitting around the table with you know their Marvel rep or something throwing characters out and they're going, "Hey, how about we do a new Black Cat? Brilliant! Yeah, let's let's do Black Cat because she's such a Spider-Man powerhouse. Over or I don't know, uh, Hobgoblin, Doctor Octopus, Sandman—you uh, know, everybody. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a it's um, a beautiful piece. It looks fantastic. Yeah. I, I but, have
0: to say, I. Like just not having seen the costume in the comics, to me, it's a horrible costume. Uh, like yeah, th- there's so much happening with, and I know that, and I'm glad you explained the whip thing. But yeah, I, I think would just have makes not. it worse. I'm like, mm. wow, that's, and uh, that I, pff, yeah, it looks like a a, a first year fashion student's you know, project. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I think
2: what what really failed for me was the uh, the sideshow exclusive for this piece is an alternate right hand holding a bag of jewels. Well, I'm sorry, it looks like she's holding an airline sick bag. Um,
0: is it, it any like better than it. the Catwoman <laughs> bag of jewels? Maybe it is the Catwoman. Well, bag at least of jewels. the
2: Catwoman bag of jewels kind of almost implies that it's a bag of jewels. This just looks like a, a paper bag with her lunch. <laughs> know, like a, you know, tuna in there or something, and <laughs> look like a rubber chicken. <laughs> yeah, she's off to meet Spidey to have a sandwich, and um, you know, as opposed to actually holding some sort of you know, you know, diamond encrusted cat necklace, or she's
0: brown bagging it,
1: mm, clearly, <laughs> like, wow. clearly.
0: So,
1: yeah, not <laughs> yeah. failing it. I was going to ask you about the base is this something that's in- interconnectable because there's a lot going on with the base as well? It looks like there's a side of a building that's. Falling, that's on fire with something I mean, underneath it.
0: It, it is uh, in the in keeping with the um, Spider-Man and Green Goblin ones. I'd say something very bad is happening. Um, mm. Everything's exploding.
2: Yeah, I'd okay. say that they they're, they're going to start doing themed bases that roughly tie in with each other. So the Spider-Man and Green Goblin both have the same sort of smoky, collapsy building feel. And I'd say you know all the X-Men ones are now going to come on those really shitty silver discs. Uh, oh, et cetera. So, yes, I, I don't mind it. Like, if well, I was going to get this and display it with the other two, then it would fit well. Yep, uh, uh, on its own, it feels a bit awkward though.
0: Yeah, mm. it's such a, I guess, one of the things about the price point and size here is that the with the um short attention span that uh costume changes seem to receive these days. You know, but she could well be wearing yeah. something else by the time this comes out.
2: We've seen that a number of times, haven't we, where yeah. people have already changed costumes or, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. P- particularly because that's thugly. Mm. <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyway, my next bit of news probably going to need Ben help again with this. One. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so talking about Predator, Jungle Hunter, um Maquette buy Sideshow Collectibles. First of all, I'll talk about the price. One thousand two hundred and forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. A single <laughs> payment. If you so a single uh, payment, for yeah, sure. i will take payment. three. Um, so where to begin with this fella? Um so expected to ship November, so about a year away, but we all know it could be much longer than that.
0: Um I, I'm only I'm pretty sure I went to high school with him. <laughs> I feel like he was on Teacher.
1: the football team.
0: No. The uh, yeah. Mm. Anyway, carry on.
1: Okay. We could talk about the height, just under 28 inches. So, you know, fair whack of Predator here. Yeah. Um, once again, the weight, nine kilos. So, postage is going to be fantastic as well. Just going down to the sculpt uh, here Alfred Paredes. Is that correct? The pronunciation? Yeah, we really do need some
2: kind of uh, pronunciation. We see mm. these names come up again and again, and I, I still don't know how to pronounce
1: Martin Canal's last name. Whether it's mm. Canal or Can- Canale or Yeah. So he's standing there in all his predator goodness. He's standing on what appears to be some sort of foresty region. He has a humanoid skull and backbone in his left hand. Um, Looking decidedly gory and uh, <laughs> <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> so, so this is Arnie's nemesis. From, yeah, uh, from the first, uh, film. First, first film. Yeah, there's some graphics in the uh, in the blob up the top there. So, um, over to you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I, I the thing that threw me again here is
2: um, the Marquette. Now, yeah. what does I, that mean? <laughs> I thought for a long time Marquette was quarter scale with no mixed media. So when they used to bring out, the, you know, there's been um, an Iron Man and a War Machine, Marquette, and they're actually quarter scale to go in with the rest of your premium formats. So when I saw this, I thought, oh, you know, I really do like my Alien and Predator, but I, I just I commit enough funds to superhero-related stuff in the comics toy statue world that I really don't want to go in. You know, I've got my Terminator skull and blah, blah. I thought, oh, maybe depending on the holy crap, look how much that thing is. <laughs> <laughs> And I just – and so that pretty much killed any enthusiasm I had real fast. Um, And then I thought, you know, how could it be – I mean, okay, there's there's insane amounts of detail that goes into something like this compared to um, a normal premium format. But for that kind of money – but then I scrolled down and saw the the 27 and a half inches and I thought, no, there's no way that's one quarter scale. I mean, these dudes are big. They're meant to be about seven feet tall. Um, and I have actually seen a comparison photo of this with a couple of other statues, and I'd say it's actually one third scale. Um, it's
1: it's massive. So yeah, I was going to yeah. say the exclusive is that actual his skull and the backbone, and there's a swap out um, piece with the helmet as well. So yes, yeah, it's a nice, very groovy. Uh, nice. yeah. yeah, I just think that the
2: Yorkshire looks so good without their their helmets on that uh, my hot toys. Predators, the only guys that are actually wearing their helmets are the guys who don't actually have a removable helmet. So, yeah. By, oh, yeah. by default, just you know, wearing their, their helmets. So, they just look so good. So, a masked helmet is nice, but I, I think I'd rather a removable helmet that you could actually put in his hand or on the base or something as opposed to a completely
1: different portrait. Yeah. And obviously, it's going to make much more sense to have him unmasked. It's uh, he's, he's known for the mandible jaws and so forth. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's a stunning piece, but nah, not not for that kinda of, not for that kind of cash.
1: Mm. All right. Moving along. Can you feel it? Can you feel <laughs> it? Guardians of the Galaxy Two is coming <laughs> and to celebrate. Sideshow collectibles once again. Have a premium format. Groot uh figure. This one six hundred dollars, just a smidge under. Um, this is would you say or agree more comic based than movie based? Um, Obviously, this is not going to be some sort of huge reveal at the end of the movie that it turns out to be more comic-esque, is it? (laughs) I doubt it.
2: No, I Um, think this is driven very much by the the early um, mm. Abnett and Lanning um,
1: series that sort
2: of kicked off the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Um, They've done a really nice job with the base, some sort of crystal shards coming up from a uh, rocky sort of formation and there's also some tree roots going through the rocks as well, which is the details. It's pretty good indeed. Uh, expected to ship next year around this time again yeah. um, <laughs> with a caveat, of course. So the size, 22 and a half inches. Jeez, they're not missing tonight, are they? So this is, uh, once again, nine kilos. Looking down at the sculptor here, we got Mark Newman again Yay! as well. So, I mean, it's it's a beautiful looking piece. But I wonder now how many people look at this and go, oh, that's not great. It looks different. <laughs> <on> the move <laughs> yes
2: yeah I, I do uh speaking of those themed bases this is the uh, almost identical base to uh gamora so i don't think they're they're interlocking or anything like that but they certainly have the same design to, to fit in oh, okay. with each other mm. so because she has that very thin um rocky thing with the the blue gems sticking out um i love this i just i don't know maybe it's just the mark newman factor and Uh, He can't do anything bad, but I think he uh, looks amazing. Oh, he does. Groot, not Mark Newman. (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
0: Although you're pretty hot too, Mark.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's good value.
0: Yeah, Good value. Uh, I Um, I think this is amazing.
2: It is. It is. Uh, I I had to do some soul searching um, during uh, Sideshow's Spooktacular that they do every year. I'm always a big fan of Spooktacular because they send out their little codes every day and you can redeem it for stuff. And every now and then I, I hit on something good. I think I picked up about $60 in reward points um, last year. Uh, and I knew that there would be a lot of solicitations during this period. And when I saw the price of Groot, I thought, wow, this is, um, is going to require some <laughs> serious thinking because uh, I was looking at what, you know, with the exchange rate to Australia, the shipping coming straight out of China now, which tends to be more expensive, uh, and you know, just compared to what I can actually pick it up for locally, uh, I'm starting to wonder whether the exclusives are actually worth those uh, additional dollars. Mm. Uh, and then when I saw his right arm was a swap out tree arm, uh, I didn't feel any overwhelming need to hit the pre order button. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree because I looked at that and thought, oh, I don't think I would display that. Like no. if I had this, I would display it. The other um. You know, it, it's such it, a tricky thing with these because uh, they, you you know that they will increase in value. The exclusives are you know end up being more valuable than um, not. And I feel like this will be popular, but it's just so much money.
2: It is. It is. It's huge. And yeah. and I mean he'll be big and heavy as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, and I, I'm disappointed that we get like a a switch out crappy arm as opposed to two different heads with two different expressions. So, you know, you could go with the happier Groot or the I'm about to go into battle Groot. Yeah. Instead, we get an arm.
0: Yep. Um, well, at least he has an exclusive.
1: True. Yes. I'm like
0: the next item.
1: Yeah, well, next item is, uh, so once again, premium format, sideshow collectibles, we have Rocket Raccoon. Um, so I guess with Rocket here, it's, it's got to be a comic-based uniform again as well. Better than the original. Remember his little swashbuckling thing he first had when he was just basically, <laughs> he had no cybernetics, he was actually just a raccoon. Yeah. He was. Uh, so the price on this one is two eighty. dollars um, There's a $50 off, fifty price uh, off when you bundle this with Groot. Um, so and, generous. Yeah, and limited time offer, free US shipping as well. So as I go down here, there's a bit of blurb explaining that he's a raccoon, so he's only going to be 10 inches tall which is some sort of joke, I think. (laughs) um, Weight, uh, smidge under four kilos. Uh, Sculpting here is by Steve Schumacher. Yeah. This features Rocket Raccoon with pistols ablaze with an open mouth, uh, snarling face. Once again, we're treated to the base again that we previously mentioned, and this one has some more blue crystals and, like, a little bit of a crystal river or shards going through it as well. Um, The sculpting is fantastic, and I guess uh, Groot, uh, like Groot, um, Rocket Raccoon is open to interpretation, so whoever's sculpting can basically say this is a raccoon, so we're going to do it any way we want. As (laughs) Groot is a tree, we can basically have, you know, a bit of of, uh, fun with that as well. So, yeah. This is where
0: I I really would have liked a a swap out head for a more classic, um, you know, kind of look, or even just an expression option because um, you know he's very angry, a Um, non-rabid look. Yeah, it's got that you know, and and uh, I don't know. I just I would have liked to have seen a a display option here, Um, and that and it's actually the rocket that. I look at these and – because I, I really love these characters. I've held off on, you know, the Hot Toys and all those things, the movie ones, thinking – hoping that this might kind of come around. But I look at the rocket and kind of go, nah, I don't love it. Um, I love the group, though. I really
2: love the group. I, I would have liked the swap-out portrait. So once again, going for the angry or the – you know, he he tends to be drawn with that um, sort of a, a, a confidence smirk on his face quite often. And so the idea of being able to pair them up in non-sort of combat mode or or sort of getting ready, but with a confident smile, um, as opposed to the screeching, we're going into battle look. Um, I like it. I think what's really uh, for me is the way he's actually positioned on the base. Uh it's almost as if the base was something they had already laying around and went, hey, let's just see if Rocket fits on this. Like there's no kind of feel, you know. We we hammered the Wolverine and Sabertooth bases, but at least they felt like you know their feet were going to into footprints in the snow, as if they really were sort of walking over that ground. This, you know, his feet look like they're barely making contact with those rocks, and it. Um, I don't know. That that base just looks like something I could whip up out of styrene and some silver paint. Um, yeah. That I, I. What I also would have liked the option is, um, and and I have yet to confirm whether it uh, is or isn't, is um, the Lobo and Dorg option where you could actually take Rocket off the base here and put him on the base with Groot would be uh, very cool. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, you know, this, I think, what was it, 880 US if you combine them with the $50 discount and then you're probably looking at, uh, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of, of 120 US for for shipping, so you're looking at a thousand US dollars for these guys, and that's that's taking it right into a whole new yeah. uh, ballpark. Yeah. Basically, I oh, like mean, them. I like them. I'm going to see what I can get them for locally, um, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I really like the Groot. I think that they're you know, and and but we're so spoiled, you know, we're so spoiled to be able to sit here and look at you know comic accurate Groot and. And rocket premium formats and kind of pick holes in them, but but we are. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) and I
2: I agree. But for the money, I should be able to be picky. Yeah, Uh, and I just uh, really nothing is. I'm not rushing to the pre-order button with any of this stuff.
0: No, we needed a cute a cuter rocket option for me anyway. Just Mm. the kind of angry feral um, is an option that I know people would like, but I not me.
2: Yeah. yeah, and there's certainly a lot of, um, I notice uh, third party folks on the Facebook groups that actually create uh, third party heads for things like Sideshow Premium Format statues. And while they will cost you, at least the option is there. But yeah. for a statue like this, the head actually has to be a separate piece.
0: Yeah, Which um, it so you've
2: yeah, yeah. So at least got that option.
0: Oh, well, it might be. You never know. Hmm. Oh, holy Julie, Ben, I just clicked on your first piece of news. And <laughs> so, my first away. bit of news. It's All like right, like well, I you've handed over to Virginia already. Even. Yeah. Ooh,
2: It feels like only uh, a few weeks ago we were talking about the Hellraiser Pinhead premium format statue, which was looking pretty darn awesome. Uh, And we got a hint of this lady back at San Diego Comic-Con, I think, but now here she is in all her uh, Saturday night leather uh, get-up glory, and it's uh, the Hell Priestess. So you could actually call her Lady Pinhead, I guess, Um, but she's essentially a, a female version of Pinhead. Um, with all the exposed skin and uh, leather goodness and boy does she have exposed skin uh in more ways than one wow uh not only is she uh, flaunting her her physique but she has actual exposed yeah. flesh um like any cenobite she is uh suffering the uh, the sins or whatever and is uh, is rather particularly from her knees down she doesn't look like she's doing so well um from a, a purely artistic point of view uh she's gorgeous they've really done an amazing job like she's she's obviously got the uh, you know the the physique and the the premium format uh mixed media is working really well with the sort of the leather straps and uh the, i guess the the cape coat type part coming off her hips looks fantastic Um, beautiful portrait she does actually look really really nice the pins are quite effective Um, I think you know this is working really well particularly with the blood coming out of the the puzzle box I think it's all happening Uh, my only comment and I haven't actually read the solicitation material is underneath the the coat which seems to be uh, have the the wireframe allowing posing it's very red and I'm wondering if that's illuminated. And if it's illuminated, is it because the base lights up or have they added uh, oh. some kind of – it doesn't appear that she has any light-up pieces. But the inside of the coat does look as if they've done it in a red colour. So but anyway, she, um, very impressive. Uh, it'll be, uh, one of those things you'd have to have a conversation to the wife about. <laughs> um, the, uh, exclusive is pretty darn boring. It's just a metal display plate featuring the 2d concept art. Um, now I haven't seen, I think the last two Hellraiser films because the one before that almost killed me, uh, just from sheer, my God, this has just gotten bad. Um, and my understanding is this isn't actually a Clive Barker creation. This doesn't come out of any of his uh, Books of Blood type stuff. This is actually, I think it might have even been created in the, the Boom comic originally, or and from there became a, a concept from the Sideshow design team. Um, but, look, yeah, if you're a horror fan, this is pretty darn impressive. She'd go well with Pinhead. She's going to cost you $450, US and she will be out fourth quarter 2017. Uh, uh, I really have to stop doing uh, that, don't I? Uh, <laughs> you know, I was updating my spreadsheet today which shows all my flex pays because I'm really uh, OCD like that. And I had six statues where I actually had to move the final payments because Sideshow have sent me that uh, fantastic flex pay schedule change email. So with Lex oh. Luthor holding the trophy, Lex Luther was moved 12 months. Wow. From his original delivery date. So that's impressive. But anyway, uh, either of you guys are going to hit the button on this one? Hi. I I I
0: closed the window as soon as I opened it because um, I'm too little for things like that. So yeah.
2: no, I'm out. But from an artistic point of view, she's she's stunning. It's it's very nicely ah,
0: okay, whatever
2: nicely done. <laughs> All right. Well, if that doesn't float your boat, then uh, this one's definitely not going to either. And Sideshow have finally solicited their 1:6 scale of Freddy Krueger action figure. So this is a 1:6 scale 12-inch figure. Uh, only going to set you back 200 US dollars. And uh, Freddy has changed slightly uh, from film to film, and this one is based on uh, film number three, The Dream Warriors. And it uh, yeah, looks pretty good. Um,
0: Goodness me! A a six scale figure under two hundred dollars.
2: And of course, we got the solicitation for Jason not that long ago, so from Friday the thirteenth. So there's a a nifty uh, image of the two of them together. Um, Looks like we get some swap out hands, particularly the left hand, because you know, who on earth is going to display Freddy Krueger and swap out that right hand? Like, (laughs) really, seriously? Uh, But it looks like, if I'm not mistaken, he actually comes with multiple. Gloved hands So that right hand with the glove There's actually a couple of variations One has all the blades sticking out And one of them just has a single blade sticking out So that he can point at you menacingly But he looks good I like how the the clothes are a bit weathered I think John would be a little on the upset side That his jumper for example Looks really ragged along that sort of bottom seam Um, But then the rest of the jumper Looks perfectly clean Seems a a bit kind of um,
1: Yeah. Yeah It does, yeah It puts it off a bit. You're right. It looks too clean.
2: Mm. So, yes, you'd want to get your $200 figure and take him out the back and roll him through the garden a few times just to Mm. get a more authentic look.
0: As
1: you do.
2: Yeah, as you do. But, um, yeah, look, I'm I'm pretty impressed with that. There's a a fun uh, shot in the solicitation images of uh, him actually matched up against Jason. Some some fun photography if you're into your articulated... uh, photography so uh and he will be out oh good grief he will be out in the first quarter 2018 wow so, yeah so there you go plenty of time to pay that one off That's on your game yeah anyway moving on to some uh, some godzilla love and uh i actually asked my boss if i could leave at 3 one friday afternoon and she went yeah sure why and i went uh 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 I'm going to see the new Godzilla film and she just went right <laughs> so uh so I worked out at that particular moment in time she is not a Godzilla fan okay so but anyway for the rest of us the new Godzilla film uh is here uh it's actually interesting if you haven't seen it it's definitely worth a look if you're a uh, even a, a, a moderate Godzilla fan. They do some interesting stuff. It's a bit of a reboot. Um, <clears throat> but he certainly does feature a, uh, quite a, a new style. Like, you know, you can certainly tell it's Godzilla, but there's a lot of interesting things happening, like the spines don't go all the way along down his back and into his tail. It's um, quite sort of streamlined, etc. But our first uh, item comes from a company called X+. Plus. Uh, who do a few things like Mega Man and, and stuff like that out of Japan. And this is the Toho Daikaiju series, and it is a Shin Godzilla, so that you can differentiate him from the other 1,000 Godzillas. And he's going to set you back 250 bucks, but he's 10 inches tall and nearly 20 inches long. So huh. he's, uh, he's pretty huge. The tail looks incredibly long. Yeah, he's always – I mean, it's one of those things that just seems to get longer mm. you know, with every film, but uh, he's, his tail – has some, uh, some pretty good action in the new film. I won't spoil it for people, but, yeah, this is a pretty fun piece. Uh, if $250 is a little bit too much for you, then you will be thrilled to know that uh, Bandai are continuing with their Mo- SH Monster Arts line, and they're featuring the the new Mechagodzilla. Um, so if you <clears throat> if you don't remember the old Mechagodzilla, well, the new Mechagodzilla looks like something out of Robotech with... Um, Man, this dude is seriously kitted out.
0: Uh, uh. <laughs> did you even recognise him? No, no.
1: I love the little wheels on the on the heel. <laughs> yeah, he's got some pretty cool stuff. He looks
2: like uh, what if um, what if the Decepticons made a Mechagodzilla? Mm. Uh, he's pretty impressive. I'll stick with my classic one. Thank you very much. Um, but they also are doing a Shin Godzilla. Um, they haven't actually mentioned whether this is some kind of. Uh, I guess, deluxe pack. And without giving too much away from the film, um, there's a, a, a sort of a, a mutation-type scene, so it'll be interesting whether um, all of those Godzilla incarnations come in one box set or whether...
0: Oh, or I see.
2: <clears throat> whether there's actually...
0: You mean he wasn't born that way? <laughs>
2: no, not in the new movie. <laughs> um, oh, it yeah. looks like they're actually... Yeah, it looks like they are actually separate pieces. So, yeah, you money-grubbing buggers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, he uh, in his final form, he looks pretty good. Uh, he's got tail action going as well. Um, he looks uh, a little bit more detailed than the other one. There seems to be a lot more uh, in the sculpting of the arms and stuff like that, as tiny as they are. So, no, no selfies for this Godzilla. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they'll be Monster Arts money. They're usually somewhere in the vicinity of about 100 US, depending on uh, how much uh, comes with them. So it looks pretty darn good, but I've already got my Godzilla, so this one's a, an easy pass for me. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Mm. That's my news. Well, I wonder if you um, passed on this, and this was the other spectacular reveal from Sideshow, uh, which we had already seen this at uh, San Diego, but now... Solicited is the Huntress Premium Format Statue from Sideshow, um, and the Sideshow Exclusive is an alternate left arm with crossbow. And I think she looks beautiful. She is gorgeous. Mm. Yes, and I pre-ordered her. <laughs> 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 um, I the the crossbow, um, you know, is a more of a classic. I mean, no, oh, she still has, but it's more of a classic classicy um, type bit of gear. I think I actually like the pose of just the regular a bit better. Um, yes. But I like it. But oh, I think she's going to be a bit of a space hog. Like she's um, got the uh, staff. Well, yeah, just with the staff and the mm. sideshow raised right knee. You know, thing. Mm. Um, the, the the staff is going to make her check up a lot more space so um, but I think this is really really nicely done and yep. uh, you know great job by everybody involved and I want it
2: yeah she's absolutely stunning this is one where I just looked at the portrait and I went you know Sideshow if you can get you know even 80% close to this that's going to be pretty impressive that is one of the most beautiful portraits they've ever done mm. like, no, no one does faces like Sideshow and you know, they've been criticised a few times from you know, in regards to uh, prototype compared to delivery, uh, so I think people are going to take one look at this and have very high expectations.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's striking. It's almost like cosplay. It yeah. is, yeah. She's a stunner. And very interestingly,
0: uh, a cloth cape. Yeah. Um, which cool. there should be more of.
2: Um, yeah, look, I, I almost pre-ordered her. Uh, I, I saw her and, and thought, wow, you know, this will sell out. But I just couldn't get past that um, that left arm crossbow um, like you. It just seemed a bit awkward and I think the staff just feels a lot more, um, I don't know, it just feels a lot more comfortable with the the pose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I sort of wondered why you'd, you'd go out of your way to have two weapons that have, you know, single shots. Uh, it just feels a, like a really awkward superhero thing to do. Um, and therefore I sort of thought, well, if I'm only going to get the regular, um, I don't feel the need to press the button immediately at Sideshow. I'll, I'll have a bit of a hunt around and yeah, uh, yeah, see if I can pre-order her a bit cheaper. Yep. So despite my love of
0: Sideshow premium formats, I didn't pre-order anything so far. Wow. Mm. Uh, it looks like there could be some mixed media on her boots as well. It could just be sculpted, but they have a kind of a bit of a leathery feel to them. It's, it's really... Uh, you know weird mm. how inconsistent they are with what gets mixed media and what doesn't yeah, um but yeah. you can see they've used it on her belt and stuff which um gives it you know a lot more uh i guess probably movement than if it was all sculpted um yep. but hopefully it'll be easy to assemble We'll yeah, I like
2: yep. the fact that the base is reasonably in reasonably consistent with the other sort of back characters, so it should fit in
0: nicely. Yeah, yeah, the, the for girl, sure. Catwoman even. Yep, and this is estimated September to November 2017, so time will tell. Piffle. Um if uh, you like Batman-related statues and you are made of money, then <laughs> you might be interested in our next item, which is the latest in the Batman Arkham Knight statue series from Prime 1 Studio, and this is Batgirl. Um, and, again, this is the uh, – these are one-third scale, right? They're, um, yeah. So she's 29 inches uh Hi and she is nine hundred and twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents.
2: Oh, it's not just the fact that they're one third scale; they're on these massive bases as well. I know. So, so even the bases
1: are already sort of four or five inches tall. Wow! Yeah. And look, I don't know. I might be a bit biased, but looking at the at the picture, it's, there's nothing there that says this is worth nine hundred and twenty nine dollars. It just seems a bit flat. But it just could be the picture. Yeah. But um, just comparing that to the Huntress one we just saw, um, you know. Yeah. It's, this uh, is,
0: I think I said this the last time I was on when we were talking about another company, but these uh, companies that are coming out with similar scaled, I know this is a bit bigger stuff to sideshow, with these huge price tags, and I just look at them and think I don't actually think this is – I don't get the difference or I don't like it as much. Um, I mean, these, yeah. are th- these, uh, prime one Batman Arkham Knight pieces are very true to the source material, very true to the character designs in the game. And, yeah. um, but it's just, I, I cannot get my head around the depth of this line when you look at the price tag because you're just mm-hmm. talking so mm. much money. Um, and yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yep, yeah. There are still the,
2: the haters, though. I mean, there's still people every time a sideshow one is solicited, they, they you know, piss and moan about the, the cost, but I, I don't know anyone who does it for a, a better price. Nope. Uh, nope. No one else is doing one-quarter scale statues for, you know, $300. No, mm. no
0: that is true. Um, so this one, you know, th- there's quite a few in this line um, now. And this one is estimated third quarter of 2017. So I love your Babs, but this is a pass for me. Um, now, Funko has recently rebranded its Wacky Wobblers line. They're um, just Wobblers now. Uh, <laughs> so they're like you know, the artists formerly known as Wacky Wobblers. <laughs> and they seem to have taken a page out of the Rock Candy Sort of, you know, packaging and styling. So they're um, very different in terms of uh, the form factor, and they have got uh, some Batman-related pieces and also some Rogue One-related pieces. So a uh, blue and gray Batman, uh, Suicide Squad, Harley, uh, New Fifty Two, New Fifty (laughs) Two, Batgirl. A oh, what's the black and white, black and red? Um, it's like almost a Flashpoint Batman. Um, yeah. it's not, not red. Sun is it? no, no. I'm not sure what that's supposed to be really when they're he's at home. And then uh, a Darth Vader and uh, um some description of um Death Trooper, Rogue One piece as well. So there you go. I I cannot keep track of all of the different lines that they have
2: yeah 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 it's a bit like that.
0: yep yeah you know, you've got your vinyl vixens, your rock candies, your um now wobblers, um but they you know they look fun, and these things are obviously selling because they're doing new things, yep. yep and uh if that is not exciting to you but you want to buy something from Funko, then you might be interested in our next item, which is Funko pets. No. Hey. so uh if you recall earlier this year they did a poll of um which uh dogs you wanted to see in funko pets and so they have produced uh six of them um you know what they wanted what breed should be in the first wave and the the winners were the Siberian Husky, the German Shepherd, the Dachshund, the French Bulldog, the Beagle, and the Labrador Retriever. Mm. And, oh, <laughs> okay, so, yeah, if you're a, a the po- West Highland White? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is, I mean, this is a clever idea because this is another way to market to different, you know, people that may not, uh, buy pops in their current form, but love dachshunds or whatever. Um, interest. I had a very interesting conversation with somebody this week about uh, just uh, various retailers kind of taking a a little bit of a step back from the volume of pops and things that they're bringing in, just because you know they're not selling in the way that they were. And there's got to be some endpoint to the mania, um, surely. But they're still pumping them out.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before, but it's overwhelming. Those, what are they, those shops uh, called? Zing? Zing, yeah. yeah. Ugh, a wall of pop vinyl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're actually hard to look at, I find. Yeah. I, yeah. Is, it, I is sort there sort of stock rotation on that stuff? That, like what? Yeah. What, what comes in? What goes out? Does the stuff get sent back? It's, I tell you what,
0: they don't hang around. That's the thing no. that, you know, because no. I, I remember um, my youngest, who is not kind of into this stuff. Uh, you know, she's the horsey girl. And, but she saw when we were talking about the, f- when they did friends, she was like, I have to have those. And I made the mistake of not picking them all up straight away. And then they became really hard to find. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so some kind of hang, but, but they don't uh, last forever. Um, still on the pop, something that I noticed actually when, I got my New York Comic Con exclusive uh, Kitty Pride pop. Was it they had uh, on the back? It had all these classic X Men pops that I didn't know were coming, and that's obviously because they hadn't been solicited yet. And now uh, they have, and I think these are um, you know these are it says coming this fall. Um, so that's got to be now, surely. Um, the and so this is Cable, Archangel, Quicksilver, Psylocke, and Sabretooth, and you know, and oh, and Mohawk Storm. Sorry, um, and they all look fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love Cable. He <laughs> he looks really good. Yeah, yeah I-, I think
2: when they're unique looking like this, they this is when pops just really do their thing. Yeah. You know, we've talked in the past about how when you see the guys from Supernatural, they just look like the guys from Supernatural. But mm. Cable looks fantastic. I think mean, yeah. they even Psylocke, there's no disputing who that is. No. She's she's flawless, I think. I've been trying to avoid these. I was sticking to some Marvel, but then I decided not to pick up the last round of Marvel ones. But, um, gosh, this is making it really hard. And then I saw Sabretooth, and it's like, oh, bloody hell. So... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, I think I'll probably be in now, so, and yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. storm with the mohawk. It's
0: fantastic, but seriously, um, Funko, where is Nightcrawler? Yeah, it's such an oversight. I do not get it. Um, like uh, he's because he's he's so cute. He's like <laughs> he's just begging to be a pop. Um, mm-hmm. Now there's also there's Doribs. I think Nightcrawler has had a Dorib maybe, but um, yeah. Um, so I should say Magneto is getting a pop keychain um and then also in dorbs um <laughs> i just find these so weird because there's these characters that you just think why would i ever want that as a dorb cable um
2: <laughs> why would you want anything as a dorb?
0: <laughs> anything anything at all i don't he care says, oh, i've got my i've got my ursula dorb sitting in front of me <laughs> but um yeah the emma frost with a diamond variant phoenix or dark phoenix thank you um yep and uh, White Costume Storm and Silock and Sabertooth for good measure. And also um, there is a classic X-Men uh, mystery minis um, coming, um, again with no crawler. This is just outrageous. Um, that has got uh, uh, Storm, Sabertooth, Beast, a couple, a Wolverine and a Logan, a Colossus, Professor X, Mystique, Magneto, Emma Frost, Sabretooth, Juggernaut. Um, can't go wrong there. Those are all good. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Anna Dorb's rides with a beast in the Blackbird jet. <laughs> Crazy. Exclusive to Walmart. Oh. <laughs> Well, there you go.
2: Is so it just me, but in typical Funko fashion where they Photoshop their solicitation images because, you know, God forbid they could have something finished in a photo. I mean, give it, these will be in store on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's face facts. When Funko solicit anything, you've got about yeah. 48 hours to get some cash together because that's how <laughs> quick they hit stores.
1: I think I think we're to blame. I think as soon as we say the name, it's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. They appear. But I,
2: I look at these Photoshopped images and I go, why is the Dorbs box about 300% bigger than it needs to be? You've got these giant boxes with these tiny little figures in the front, sort of part of the box. And mm. It looks really awkward.
0: That's actually how they're made. Are they? Yeah. I'm looking at Ursula right now. That, that's that's how they're made. You can wow. basically see the whole figure in there. Eh. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. True story. Mentally friendly. <laughs> yeah. I with the drobs, I mean look, like, you know, I have to say the droves is one that I do not get. I have two droves. I have a Batgirl and a an Ursula, because I like Batgirl mm. and I like Ursula. And I would buy an Aquaman drove if they made it, but um <laughs> yeah. Mystery minis are cool though. Oh they're so, cool, yeah. They're so cool. The the thing that the thing that uh I just find with the mystery minis with the DC and Marvel ones is that there's just not enough kind of continuity for me to feel like I can jump in because it's like, Oh great. But will there ever be another set of X-Men classic X-Men ones to kind of finish out the team and add more characters or is just it. And um, that's the thing that I, you know, try and stay away from. All right. Well, I think that is all of the news that we're going to talk about in this episode. And that means that we are going to hand over to our good friend, John, for the latest installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Named out. My name is My name is Name My name is My name is My name is My name is Excuse me. My name is Can I have the attention of the class? My name for one
3: second. Greetings, boys and girls, it's your old weird Uncle John, and I'm here to play another installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. And when last we left, we heard this sound. For good rages on. These things just keep coming! Let's with sound attack! And if you were like Mr. Jones, you knew that this was a G.I. Joe vs. Cobra sound attack commercial. Um... I didn't know it, so uh, I'm glad he did, because I would have never got this. I wasn't really paying attention to that stuff when this stuff was out. Um, so um, congrats to him, and um, if you would like to be like him, you can give it a try with this sound right here. And these guys action. And because Eddie writes letters whenever I don't play it twice, I will play it one more time. And these guys Hey, if you want to be like all the fun, cool kids, come on over to afbforum.com and make your guess. If you get it right, you get a point in the forum. And you know what? Um, you can use that point to get all sorts of cool stuff like, uh, Um, Ben's Autograph. I I hear those are really valuable in some countries so um, keep that in mind and if that's too hard, just don't like that audio version, can't quite pick it up come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays, Thursdays we play the picture version, same kind of idea you look at the picture, you go over to the forum you still make the guess, you still get the point and uh, it's just that easy and you know, all the kids are doing it so until next time this is John saying peace out Of defeat. Dr. Mindfender, this had better be good. A new weapon, Commander. The Battle Android Troop. Cobra. Cobra slithers back to strike. Beach at Duke! We've got trouble. When a new technology gives people the edge, the battle for good rages on. These things just keep coming. Let's hit with sound attacks more devious My Cobra backs are unstoppable <laughs> More destructive Radio the no! We make our stand here and only one force can stop them Go! Go! G.I. Joe A real American hero The battle for freedom continues at G.I. Joe.com Ask your parents permission before going online
0: We have three toys of the week for this episode and Ben has the first try of the week, and I am very jealous of this because I want this and I can't find it anywhere. So (laughs) over to you, Ben.
2: Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I mentioned uh, a few uh, shows ago when I reviewed the Aliens accessory pack from NECA that uh, it kind of reinvigorated my enthusiasm for the license because it was a really well-executed set. Uh, something that you can army build if you're enthusiastic enough, uh, and and really sort of, uh, I don't know, give some oomph to that that alien display that you might be building. Um, but I was even more enthusiastic when I heard the solicitation, or at least the lineup for the next wave of aliens figures was to feature the return of uh, the Colonial Marines. Now uh, we've t- talked to Randy uh, Folk from NECA in the past, and uh, he said that pretty much. Uh, in in terms of bringing out action figures based on any of the characters from the various film properties that it comes down to sort of negotiating with, uh, quite often with the actors uh, and there's a bit of effort depending on uh, what they're like. So um, lack of colonial Marines has obviously come down to where they are uh, in terms of discussions with the said cast and I was thrilled to find out Vasquez and Frost were going to make up two-thirds of the next Aliens wave and uh, I've picked them both up. And I'm very, very happy. But um, because Frost is a bit of a reuse of uh, the, the Hicks and Hudson figures, I thought I would review Vasquez um, because she is the first colonial marine female. So she is from NECA and is a 2016 release. She's a seven-inch scale figure, but she's quite a shorty. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, you can pick her up for around 20 US dollars if you have a, a good look online. <sighs> the various e tailers <laughs> and whatnot. And, um, so moving on to packaging. Now, in terms of the actual uh, look of the packaging, uh, NECA do really good things here, I think. Uh, there's no disputing, you know, what license this is. The Aliens logo is plastered across the top with that famous kind of glowing eye in the title. It's really, really obvious. Uh, we've got the Aliens 30th anniversary Um uh, sort of a hologram sticker thing going on. Uh, the character's name is very easy to find, which uh, I, I find is not always the case with uh, a lot of companies. So it's all really nice. It, it features that sort of black and blue palette that we're really used to. And uh, even some nifty stuff on the back. Uh, I notice one of the things that NECA does really well is they often show the character... Uh, on the back of the packaging in some sort of diorama pose with other figures from the line, which is actually really cool. And of course, you know, there's always that little, um, you know, other characters sold separately, you know, as if somehow half a dozen aliens and, and a couple more colonial Marines are going to be mysteriously packaged in the bottom or something. Huh. Um, but what, uh, what kills this for me straight away is it's still that horrible welded clamshell. Mm. Uh, and as far as I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. And if you've heard this a thousand times, I'm sorry, I'm boring you. Um, but I think this is a, this is a dead, a dead art. This one, this is, um, it's long had its day. It's horrible. Um, the, only way I can sort of get this open without really sort of destroying it is uh, I have a a hobby scalpel sitting on my my desk in my toy room, and I very carefully go around um, three sides and then gently lift up the the, the cut shell I guess and pull the figure out. But um, I mean, really, you know, you've got to take some heavy duty scissors to these things. It's it's really quite horrible. So, in terms of being any kind of collector friendly type situation not even close and uh i know that i think uh i think it was eddie mentioned that that Necker said on their twitter feed that um they do this to sort of maintain a look and feel to the earlier uh figures in a line well uh, you know I'd, I'd actually be you know if i was randy i'd be aiming my product at the collectors that actually open and display their figures <clears throat> and then can potentially put them back if they want to so uh, i'd be switching to the the Hasbro window box uh ASAP if it were me.
0: But anyway, other than that. Do you think though, I know that you open these, so it doesn't matter, but if you were collecting these all mint on card, you'd be pretty ticked off if they changed the packaging this far into the line, wouldn't you?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I think Channel your inner OCD. <laughs> yeah, I, I if you would, were but...
1: <laughs> so, you're you're asking a... Uh... An open art to talk about men on car (laughs) stuff, but never Um, the Oil and water here. Well, you
2: you know, I've seen photos of people's collections where they – uh, they put pins in the wall at home and then they hang the, these figures on the on the pins and so their lounge room wall is covered in action figures and, and, yeah, and it looks fine you know, if that's the way you want to display your figures but I think they're such a minority. I, I think they really are a very, very small group of collectors that do that as opposed to the number of collectors that would just open the figure and throw away the box or like I do.
0: Mm, remind um, me why you stopped collecting Marvel Universe. Well, it wasn't actually it didn't wasn't anything to do with the packaging, it was the fact that I would actually be missing figures. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, would you, would you I I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> I couldn't handle skipping figures and <laughs> anyway, it would just it would sorry. do me in knowing that they weren't numbered. So, but I mean, a lot of people collect figures like this and then stick them in boxes. So, yeah, you know, yeah. they've just they've, they've got them and so yeah. really would it I mean, when Star Wars black actually changed from the I think it was orange to blue, You know, that was the Star Wars black boxes are predominantly black, but they had that sort of orange um, line on them and then they switched to blue. I didn't even notice. Uh, it wasn't until yeah. I was looking at a checklist.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, look, I, I agree with you. This packaging has had its day. I was just trying to work through you know, in my mind, okay, why would they keep doing it? And I thought, well, I suppose that they could be concerned about ticking off an element of their customer base because, you know, one of the things I think that NECA um, does so nicely is they, they, some of their lines, they're very uh, long-term, you know, it's not just a flash in the pan, four figures and you're done. It's years of um, some of this stuff. And so that must then kind of tie you up a little bit in terms of how much license you can take in changing in that space.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess. And, I mean, it might also be something to do with the licensor. I mean, 20th Century Fox uh, might, you know, tell them they have to be consistent or something. So, yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah. to tell. Yeah. But, anyway, <clears throat> we get her out of the box and uh, I was blown away, actually, by just how good the sculpt is on this figure. Um, oh, Necker's figures seem to have a... Uh, it's hard to, to sort of explain. It's a bit of a dirty feel, I guess you'd say, um, to a lot of their sort of head sculpts and, and things like that, very sort of McFarlane-esque. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, you often see the promo shots for these figures and then when they turn up in the flesh, you sort of go, oh, okay, well, something's been lost from the, the prototype to the actual mass manufacturing. But uh, the actress who uh, played Vasquez, um, uh, Jeanette Goldstein, Uh, I think she's been captured beautifully. Uh, I was really, um, it it exceeded my expectations. Um, They've got her in a bit of a, well, uh, I guess you'd say a bit of a neutral facial expression. It's it's stern, but she's certainly not sort of gritting her teeth in in mid kind of action, but then she's not relaxing either. Uh, And I I think they've really done a fantastic job. And a a lot of it is down to the way the hair and uh, the bandana are done. Um, The bandana even looks like it's made of that kind of cheesecloth. You can actually see the little tiny etchings in it. It's really quite uh, impressive. I think what really contributes to getting this portrait uh, to to really pop is the fact that um, they've done such a good job on her hair and also on that famous kind of red bandana that she's got, the the hair is really, really well sculpted, but even the detail in the the bandana is just phenomenal. It's kind of got that that cheesecloth appearance, that sort of hessian uh, even sculpted into it, Uh, and so it really, really does look um, like a cloth bandana, and Mm overall that just sort of... um, I think it just captures her her look really, really well, so uh, they've absolutely exceeded my expectations uh, in terms of the portrait. Now... In terms of the rest of the sculpting, um, well, uh, I guess this is where NECA actually excels. I mean, we're so used to getting Marvel Legends where 90% of it is reuse and, you know, they've reused a a face but re-sculpted a hair or something like that. To get a figure like this with so much detail, uh, it's really hard to sort of criticise when you're paying, you know, roughly the same as you would for a Marvel Legends figure because um, this is, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, this is a whole new buck. That they've had to produce. Uh, I'm hoping that because this is the the first female marine that we will um, we will get more uh, like Dietrich. Um, if you remember Dietrich, she was the uh, she was the the medic uh, effectively, and um, yeah. She ends up accidentally using her flamethrower to kill Frost. So, in uh, I guess, in addition to Dietrich, there was also uh, Ferro, who was the pilot of the drop ships. So, with any luck, if uh, all the likeness rights go to uh, in Necker's favour, um, hopefully, we'll see a reuse of this particular buck and uh, and get a few more of the female Marines. So, um, I think you know this is a really impressive. Um, You know, accomplishment for NECA, given that we often get um, Marvel Legends with 90% reuse, uh, with perhaps, uh, you know, some newly sculpted hair or a belt buckle. Well, this figure is is really getting the the 98% treatment um, from, you know, pretty much from head to toes, so we're not even getting a reuse of weapons. So, in addition to the phenomenal um, buck and uh, I guess the the body armor harness, the heads up display, etc., um, the the real standout is obviously the uh, the smart gun. And I was going to talk about this as part of an accessory, but since we're still talking about sculpt, uh, I think it really deserves uh, a mention because this this is a serious piece of engineering. Um, now the smart gun is i guess based primarily on maybe a Hollywood steady cam uh the operator wears a harness and there's a <clears throat> There's a a hinged swing arm attached to it which connects to the weapon uh, and basically the harness then takes the weight of the gun and allows the operator to move it really, really easily so um, they're not sort of struggling with this huge heavy thing. Um, Now, the smart gun is uh, the M56 smart gun. looks like it's constructed from table legs and any other crap the special effects guys had laying around. Uh, It makes no sense whatsoever Um, and uh, they've captured every little intimate detail of this thing. It really is uh, an absolute, you know, master of engineering. I think Neco really have gone above and beyond to, to get this done well. So obviously Vasquez is wearing this huge this sort of harness that goes around her torso, and from her sort of left hip, um, we get the swing arm component. Now they've had to replicate that in plastic, so we've got a combination of that flexible rubber plastic and a couple of hard plastic pieces um, where the hinges connect to. And uh, it all goes together, uh, and it looks pretty fancy. But boy, getting it together is an absolute pain in the neck. Um, it comes in pieces, and you obviously have to uh, sort of attach it together and, and get everything in the right place. But there's no instructions of any kind so you have to use reference photos to try and work out where everything goes. And before anyone gets smart and says, well, you know, it should be pretty obvious, um, there's actually a couple of what I guess look like power cables that are sticking out and they're very flexible um, plastic. And you've got to work out where the end of this power cable goes and there's no really sort of obvious slot in the side of the gun where you go, oh, yeah, that's where it goes and, you know, maybe a a bit of red paint on the end of one bit and red paint on the the hole where it goes would have been handy um, because I didn't really work out where it went. I just kind of shoved it into a a little orifice in the gun and went, oh, that looks pretty good um, and, and left it at that. So, um, yeah, that's a, a bit of a, a bit of a bummer. Uh, NECA could have thought that out a, a little bit better, I think. But the actual gun itself is is just insane in the amounts of detail. I've compared it to a couple of still shots, and they just um, really... Uh, it's a, a, a phenomenal um, accomplishment, I think. It really, really is. So getting it together, yes, it's a pain, but once it's there, gosh, it looks uh, a lot of fun. Now, uh, in terms of... The rest of the figure, um, the, the there's really not a lot else to talk about in, uh, in terms of sculpting. She comes with a, a portable, um, uh, I guess, light that all the other Marines come with. So that's the only reuse we get in the whole set. That plugs into her back and uh, she can either hand, hold that in her hand or she can actually have that sticking up over her shoulder like the other Marines. So all pretty sort of straightforward now, moving past the, the sculpt, which I'm really struggling to fault in any way, shape, or form, um, paint is paint's always pretty good with Necker. <clears throat> they seem to go above and beyond. <clears throat> now, unlike the, the Hasbro Star Wars figures, um, her flesh tone is actually sculpted plastic, and it actually looks quite good. Hasbro's uh, Star Wars black figures, Uh, Eddie and I were talking about them a couple of episodes ago, and uh, I don't know what they've done, but uh, it's not working for them. However, NECA seem to have just picked up the right kind of hue, it's not too glossy, it's not too matte, they they really seem to have the recipe just right to, to sculpt in that flesh tone without needing to do much else in terms of paint. So no sort of highlights on the flesh tone. It could probably do with just a little bit. Um, she's looking a, a little on the clean side, but, uh, hey, that's a, a pretty small gripe, I think. Now, where the colonial marines get their uh, their money's worth in terms of paint is definitely on this camouflage pattern they've got going on. Um, the colours are pretty much spot on, again, compared to uh, a screenshot. The pattern, I don't think they've tried too hard to capture the exact pattern uh, on her pants. I think that would be just way too hard for poor old... Uh, Uh, Poor old Gertie, but uh, all the colours are actually spot on and uh, it looks fantastic. They do actually look like these, you know, uh, BDUs, uh, you know, the camo pants. It's it's really quite impressive. But the big issue we have there is um, there's a lot of paint apps going on and uh, the way action figures are manufactured, you do actually pay for every paint app that you include in a figure uh, and obviously you want to try and keep that number down uh, as little as possible. Now I've noticed that her brown <clears throat> combat boots have little silver eyelets. Um, the laces are painted a different colour to the boots and it looks like there's even a little dry brushing going on on the boots. So, you know, you're looking at three or four colours on the boots alone. Um, so by the time we then do things like paint the little bit of graffiti on the front of the... the, the, the um, the, the body armour, <clears throat> chest piece, um, I, I think we're burning through quite a bit of, uh, of the pain apps. I've actually noticed she's also wearing uh, a necklace with a crucifix, <clears throat> which is actually a bit hard to see until you get it in just the right light. Uh, it's fully sculpted, and they've actually painted that as sort of a yellowy gold. So there's a whole other paint app to go as well. So you might think at the moment that there's not much to complain about in terms of paint, but where uh, I think the big uh, fall down is the fact that the smart gun doesn't have any highlighting whatsoever. It's uh, it's cast in that sort of black plastic, and you know it would really benefit from a, a slight silver kind of dry brush, <clears throat> uh, it, it's hard to tell. There might be something on there, maybe like a bit of a wash to even it up a bit, but there's really nothing to to really draw out that detail, which is a shame because this gun just has insane amounts of detail. It's It's really quite amazing. Um, I don't seem to have too many problems in terms of slop. I think that's uh, pretty standard for Negger. They're very good at this sort of thing. Uh, A little bit of slop. She's wearing fingerless gloves. They're black leather um, and where the black meets the the flesh tone, I think. Um, In fact, I think the hands are actually uh, cast in black and then they've painted the flesh. And it's a little bit sloppy where they meet. But for the most part, I'm actually really, really happy with the paint. It looks quite good, I have to say. All right, well, moving on, articulation. I think I counted about 25 points of articulation. Um, You do get some stuff in the torso, but it's really hard to use because of the harness that she's wearing. So uh, I wouldn't get too enthusiastic there. Um, She gets the single-jointed elbows, single-jointed knees. Um, we've got some ankle rockers, which, of course, are very, very handy for just um, posing. Uh, in particular, when she's using the smart gun, she's actually quite um, forward heavy. So I found um, using one of the, the standard sort of necker uh, display bases, uh, which are just those clear round discs with a peg in them, uh, to be mandatory. <clears throat> Otherwise, she just falls over all the time. So that, that's an absolute must. Um, I my only real gripe I think with the articulation for this figure uh, she's got those horrible swivel elbows that I'm not a fan of <clears throat> because you know as I've mentioned before, the further you swing them out the more awkward they look but really the way this figures, hands and wrist joints and everything are done this figure is designed to hold the smart gun Um, you really are sort of getting that left hand turned uh, horizontal to hold the forward um, grip and then her her right hand which holds that sort of rear handle and and, and trigger is is obviously meant to be holding a smart gun she would actually look quite awkward if she wasn't holding and I think that's pretty much designed for a a single kind of pose. Um, I actually found it really hard to get her to work properly, getting the, the two handles of the smart gun into her hands while still being connected to the, the swivel harness and everything was a, a real pain in the ass. I really struggled. Um, I did all the stuff at the front, working backwards to her right hand, holding the, the rear handle and trigger, uh, and I struggled to get that right hand in as well. So a lot of frustration there to, to get that happening. Uh, and I finally did it. I did actually tear some of the, um, the rubber on um, the rear handle of the gun and, and had to glue it. So just out of sheer frustration in trying to fit that. Um, So, look, the articulation is probably what you'd expect from a standard NECA figure these days. It's fairly discreet. Uh, Most of it, they do a good job like that. As I said, with the, the playability... Um, you're sort of fairly limited. And to be honest, uh, why you'd want her doing anything other than firing this smart gun is, uh, is beyond me. So, Now, uh, in addition to the M56 smart gun, I said that she has the support light, which um, she can hold in her hand, uh, or you can actually plug it into her back. <clears throat> this is an interesting one. Um, she has a hole in her back so that the peg from the light can plug into it. But then the harness that they've built for her sits over, obviously, the body of the figure. And the hole in the harness is meant to line up with a hole in the torso so you can push the peg through both pieces to get it to sit properly. But the way the harness sits uh, over her torso, I have a lot of trouble lining them up. So I actually can't get the peg for the light in properly. So it's barely sort of sitting in. And if I bump the figure too hard, it kind of just falls out. So a bit of a fail there. And I think um, I've got a bit of work to do to, to really try and get that looking half decent. Uh, which is a bit of a shame. But in addition uh, to the gun and to the light, we actually get a pretty cool thing, and that is a muzzle flash, which is a, a nifty little kind of explosive flash of uh, of sort of powder and, and smoke and you know, a flame and whatnot that plugs into the end of the smart gun to uh, appear as if she's firing it. Uh, actually, it looks really nifty. It's got some nice little highlights on it, and it actually, when you plug it into the end of the barrel, it's actually quite firm, so you don't actually have to worry about accidentally, you know, brushing that and having it fall off the shelf and, and disappear under a pile of books or something. It actually fits really, really well. So that's a, a nifty little uh, addition, so you can choose to actually, you know, show that she is firing the gun or isn't firing the gun, depending on whether you want to use this. So all up, I'm, I'm actually really thrilled to have her in my collection. Um, I'm, Drake is uh, probably the one I'm waiting for the most, or maybe Apone, but um, getting Vasquez with a smart gun gives me hope that Drake is actually not far away because the smart gun is already done. Uh, all the engineering work is complete. So here's to uh, more of uh, the Colonial Marines from NECA ASAP. And uh, I'm going to round it out and probably give her uh, probably eight and a half out of ten, I think.
0: I have not pre ordered or ordered this, but I have uh kind of been on the hunt and the frosts are everywhere yes um, so you can see that they've arrived but no bad <laughs> so kind of you know i because of the accessibility that um we have <coughs> these days to different shops and particularly with the travel that i do i kind of have this you know idea that no no i don't need to order it i'm gonna you know i'll find it somewhere and it'll be fun yeah. But the thrill of the hunt is nearly over
2: Yeah, look, I think it's worth pursuing because uh, I think one of the reasons why people got enthusiastic to pick her up and and perhaps Frost, if you've got the money as well, is the since the news that Necker is actually re-releasing Hicks and Hudson in uh, in a two pack. Yeah, and of course, uh, for a while they were quite difficult to find. But the idea now that oh, I can get Hicks and Hudson, so I better get Vasquez while I have the chance. So I'd say uh, yeah, and that's generated a bit more interest.
0: Very good. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. And that wraps up our first Toy of the Week for this episode. We'll come right back in a moment to talk about the new items that we have added to our collections this week.
2: Dragon Ball Z, the saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Trunks' Super Saiyan power be enough this time? Gohan's in danger until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. But wait, it's Evil Freezer. The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their
3: life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it, each sold separately.
0: Well, we're all here because we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is where we talk about what we have collected or pre-ordered or wish we had or whatever. And uh, Mm -hmm. Justin... Over to you. You can talk first.
1: Sure. So this week or the past couple of weeks, uh, I've got uh, a couple of pop vinyls, which would be Chucky, which I'm going to talk about later on, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, uh, and I also got uh, Marvel Legends Enchantress, which was great because I had the pieces for years, but I never wanted to paint those circles on her legs. So <laughs> Someone's done it, so that's good for me. And it's actually a very, very good figure. The uh, smirk on her face is well done and it's a nice touch and uh, – Hasbro hitting it out of the park with the female Marvel Legend action figures at the moment, yeah. which is really, really good to see. It sure yep. is. Yeah.
0: And what about you, Mr. Ben?
2: Uh, fairly small week for me. Uh, I sent Justin a message to say, hey, Paul Bearer from the WWE is available um, as a, a single figure. Previously, he was a builder figure. Um, If you were picking up WWE figures, you could build a Paul Bearer. And uh, if you're wondering why Paul Bearer is of any interest whatsoever, um, he comes on a a fairly large suit buck uh, that uh, we haven't actually seen the likes of in Marvel Legends and uh, if you've got any sort of bigger figures, um, then, you know, this guy, in a in a suit towers over, um, both the black mask from DC Universe Classics and also, um, the, uh Coulson suit buck as well. So uh, maybe if you're looking for something uh, for for Hammerhead. Um, but the other reason is um, Mr. Bearer doesn't have a lot of hair. He's follically challenged. Um, he's also not a wrestler, so uh, he doesn't feel the need to stay in shape. So he's quite a hefty chap. And I said to Justin that, you know, I bought the figure for the suit buck. But now looking at that head, um, I really think, you know, with a bit of effort, he could pass as a um, Jarvis uh, if you were, you know,
0: ah.
2: needing to um to do the Avengers Butler, I think that that's as close as you're going to get without actually customising a, a an actual head. So, oh, there you go. Thought, yeah. So he was also dirt cheap. So I picked him up. Only found one so far, but I'll keep an eye out. Um, the other thing I picked up in my travels when. I was away for work this week is, uh, I'm not collecting the DC icons, um, but I was after Atomica. And every time I find Atomica, she is priced as a deluxe figure and is uh, that little bit more expensive than the other figures. And so I've uh, declined. And uh, I just happened to visit a local comic book store while I was in Perth. And they had Atomica priced as the same as everybody else. So all the other figures in the wave. So I picked her up to add to my collection.
0: Excellent. Mm. Very good. Very good. Um well I pre-ordered the Sideshow Huntress premium format as discussed. And I also uh got the Cotopaquia Artifacts Sinestro, which I didn't even realise was out. I just happened to <laughs> stumble across it and was like, hold on. Wow. Okay. Um and then from our good friends at All Star Comics in Melbourne I got the DC Collectibles Batman and Robin and Bat Signal set. So mm, nice. the when they initially announced the uh, deluxe Batmobile that had the figures and the Bat Signal in it I was slightly outraged because I have the Batmobile. I don't want another Batmobile, but I really wanted the (laughs) Bat-Signal. And I think that perhaps I wasn't the only one that was annoyed by that because as well as the whole set with the Batmobile, they did then release the figures and the Bat-Signal separately. And so I got uh, that. I have not had a chance to open it up and um, have a play yet. And then I think when I was on the show last time, which I guess was last week, I'd just been to Brisbane and I went to comics, etc. And they had those Marvel, the keychain things that just had all these kind of classic female Marvel characters. And so I was like, I have to have a go. But they're blind bagged, of course. And I got Medusa and uh, the modern Ms. Marvel, which is kind of the only uh, one of the more modern characters in there. And I went, I was in Brisbane again last week and I went to comics, etc. again and I had another go and I got the Jessica Drew Spider Woman. So um, I have zero requirements for keychains, um, but they're really cool. They're just, yeah, anyway, just, they've got, there's Wasp and um, Squirrel Girl and just, uh, you know, a few other, She-Hulk There, I'm like, can't go wrong. Um, So it's all good.
2: Okay, yeah, you, speaking of keychains, it's actually the the one reason I don't really go for the the whole nerd block um, collector cause and, and all those kinds of things because uh, a friend of mine gets the horror one mm-hmm. uh, and he said he pretty much only gets it for the t-shirt because uh, it pays for the t-shirt and everything else is a bonus but yeah. Um, yeah, he's often telling me about the stuff that's in it and <laughs> he's got uh, numerous keychains and shot glasses for a guy that doesn't drink and... Uh, and I think, yeah, I really like the idea of it, but I think I'd be pretty much over the whole, okay, that's my third keychain. Yeah. I'll oh, <laughs> look my, my for fourth daubs. Um, yeah. So yeah,
0: I always look at those. And now you, the um, it's interesting because uh, Pop Culture, our sponsor, um, has now got the Funko collector boxes um, that you can order through them. They're the official Australian distributor for them now. And so I've had a look at a few of them and, um one thing I do like about them is that you know exactly what's in them it's not yeah like a, you yeah. know a surprisey thing because that are just like oh, it's too much money for the risk mm-hmm. but you you can look at it and weigh it up and go okay well you know I'd keep that keep that sell that and yeah. um yeah. you know so there's a couple in there that I think oh there's enough in that that appeals to me that I would buy that or one of them will, you know I think it will make a great gift for my eldest and um you know that so that now that there's not the shipping exchange rate yep. shipping factor, yep. I can think. You know, a, a, you know, I would not want to subscribe, uh, mm-hmm. but but just being able to see individual ones and go, "Yep, I want that one." I don't mind that idea at all.
2: Yeah, true, true.
0: Cool. Well, unless anyone has anything else to report, we'll come back with our second toy of the week.
3: Okay. What's that? Digimon, Digimon monsters, Digimon have more power. Adamon, Gabumon, Agumon, go! Digimon, Digimon monsters, Digimon invited Digimon. Quagamon, Seedramon, Miramon, grow! Digimon, Digimon monsters, Groomon, Kraymon! Digimon, grow!
0: The Digimon adventure continues with Digimon action figures. Trading cards, too. Digimon, each sold separately from Bandai. Well, it's now time for our second try of the week for this episode. And, Justin, over to you for some pop goodness or scariness, maybe.
1: Yes, over (laughs) to me. So I have the Chucky from Child's Play 2 Pop Vinyl. I've been on a bit of a pop vinyl uh, role lately. I can see that uh, once the Masters of the Universe subscription cancelled that I'm like Scrooge McDuck diving into a money pit every month. So <laughs> It's been good so I have other stuff to uh, waste my money on. Now, I have a confession uh, here, so you're probably going to laugh at me at this, but three movies really scared me as a, as a kid. So the first one was Gremlins. I'm not going to laugh at you. Um, I was... Uh, eight or nine, and the scene where they all go into the pool and they come down the street as they've uh, already been turned. Um, I let out an audible, oh, shit, <laughs> and I was there with my auntie and my sister who both looked at me <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I was going to get it. The second one was Temple of Doom. Same auntie took me to that, and there's nothing like seeing a man having his heart ripped out of his chest Yes, when you're about yes, uh, nine years old, but uh, still love that movie. <laughs> And the other one was uh, Child's Play, the original. By that stage, I was probably 12, so, you know, it's not really a good excuse for that one. But um,
0: I've it. never actually seen that bit of the heart-ripped-out bit of Temple of June because it always looks like the um, inside of the palms of my hands over <laughs> my <laughs> eyes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Child's Play uh, really freaked me out. But it, it was one of those ones where you have to look through your fingers anyway, especially when she makes a realisation that he's been running around all these days with uh, no batteries in. That's probably mm-hmm. the best part of the uh, the movie and when they spent the money in that movie. So that's my little confession. So I'll <laughs> move on to the, uh, to the review now. So obviously the company is Funko, our good friends at Funko. Um, this... Actual figure, the Child's Play 2 one, there's a distinction between the first one and the second one, obviously. The Child's Play 2 pop vinyl is the one where Chucky's all slashed up. So he has a, you know, that's the difference between one and two. I think the one is just like a good guy doll, and I think there is a variation for Child's Play uh, 1 as well. So that's the distinction. So the year of release for this one was in 2014, and I just picked him up a couple of weeks ago. So, (coughs) pardon me. Here's a pop vinyl, and we all know what pop vinyls are now. There's no use really talking about that. It's a little three and three quarter, sort of a bit less than that but little, little plastic doodad that sits in front of your computer or on your shelf. So, <laughs> um, the price that I got from was from Singapore, which made me think, mm, is this a legit uh, release? Um, but he turned up and he was. So I only paid $8 for him and it was $3.50 postage. Um, also got my daughter a Supernatural Castiel in some sort of sweater variation that she was after for a long time and um, came with him from Singapore. So it was pretty good. Um, now the packaging, I've had to look online. It's a stock standard uh, type pop vinyl packaging in the white box with the really weird numbering, which I can't remember at this stage, but it was made no sense again. And uh, I didn't get the box, obviously, so this came loose. Um, so I'll just move on to the sculpt now, I guess, that the we talked about the, the distinction before. This, this Chucky has uh, really messed up wild sort of maniacal hair. Mm-hmm. Um, the sculpting down to the to the boots, uh, the little good guy doll sort of thing we we know and love with the sort of rainbow undershirt, cuffs, um, an overall with a good guy uh, pocket in the front end. Chucky in his right hand is wielding a kitchen knife. So it, uh, it is pretty good. There's no really variation to the face. It's two big black soulless eyes, which the Funko uh, pop vinyls have. Um, now, I mean, there's no if you if you know who he's meant to be, there's no mistaking it. And this is the what we talk about all the time that if it's character centric rather than just the, like a man in a suit, um, this is where Funko excels. So um, now, when I when I talk about the, I'll go into the paint. Um, I had to look online because the the undershirt, which is the rainbow color, looked a bit off um from the actual uh, variation from the movie to the actual figure. And I guess it, it's hard to replicate it exactly at this at this scale. Um, but when you look at the uh, the the, cuff mar- the cuffs which are turned out over the overalls and the actual undershirt, it, it's it's a bit different. And I can see on on my one that the colors don't match from side to side. Like there's green missing on my left arm, and there's green on the other, so it doesn't line up either. Um, and then when I turn them around, the, the colours don't match again. There's there's orange, or well, sort of like a pinky orange, where there should be purple. Um, and now, as for the cuffs, they have those little lines again, and it, it's it's all pretty good, but there is some some lines that are a bit thicker than other ones, so they're not they're not perfect. Um, I don't know how much Funko paints it by hand, but uh, you you can almost forgive him painting at this scale for that as well. Um, uh, Chucky also has two two of those uh, classic comic scars that still have the stitches in sort of uh, marks that we can see that we all know that's uh, like a slash mark that's been stitched together. And this runs through his right eye and also underneath his hairline over his left eye. Um, Chucky also comes with freckles under both faces, uh, sorry, both eyes, I should say,
0: um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the orange on the hair is very well done, sort of matches up again, uh, orange eyebrows, um, and the, the knife is a very sort of flat silver and the flesh is pretty good as well. And that's about it for paint. I mean, like I said, you can forgive them because they're painting at such a small scale and the lines don't match up and some of the lines don't actually um, meet up from end to end. Um, so um, if I go to articulation now, it's that well-done articulation that we find from Funkle, which is just <laughs> the head uh, swivel rotation, whatever you want to call it. So it has one point of articulation. The neck, This one, uh, the peg that holds the neck to the head is a bit loose and so it's it's annoying it's annoying me at the moment because i try and squeeze it back in but i know if i squeeze it too hard it's going to pop in there and his shoulders gonna his head's gonna sit too far down on his uh on his shoulders um no accessories being a pop final it's one sort of molded piece including the knife um so if i have to give him a rating i would say probably a solid a solid eight out of ten, just for the for the line marks. I, you know, it's not perfect, so I have to give it some marks off. But there's also a tampo, I should say, on the on the front. A uh, little pocket that says "good guys." But overall, it's a pretty fun sort of uh, pop vinyl to have in the collection. And it would be probably only the only one of the horror pieces that I actually own. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so fancy that a pop vinyl with paint issues. Yeah, yeah. imagine.
2: Mm. Yeah. That's one part of the show they're not listening to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good, though. It's good to I, – I do like it when we take time to um, review them because, like, you know, uh, we because there are so many and we see them in bulk all the time, I think we can uh, overlook the fact that uh, many of them have really had a lot of thought and design put into them.
1: No, oh, definitely. I think it's like like we've mentioned lots of times. Sometimes they let down on the paint, but the actual it, it would be hard to to get all the details down into some little little figure. So they always do a well job in the sculpting. It's just the execution of the paint that does <laughs> let down from time to time.
0: Yeah, mm. very good. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that, Justin. No worries. And we will take a short break and come back with our final toy of the week for this episode.
2: Mego presents the Star Trek action figures, featuring the crew of the Enterprise. Captain James T. Kirk, their fearless leader. Dr. Bones McCoy, caring for the health of the Enterprise crew. Scotty, the chief engineer, in charge of the transporter room. Mr. Spock, the Vulcan, second in command. And the Klingon, enemy of the Star Trek crew. Star Trek action figures, complete with accessories
0: shown, each sold separately.
2: Well, now it's time for our third and final toy of the week. Scotty is doing double duty uh, for this uh, segment, so take it away, Scotty.
0: Thank you very much. A few episodes back, I reviewed the first in the Mezco 112 Collective Star Trek series, which was Mr. Spock and I have saved up the next two releases because they came quite close together to do as one toy of the week, and so this is both Sulu and Kirk. So I'll do the packaging discussion generically because they are the same and uh, prepare for some minor first world problem ranting and raving. The One of the things that I mentioned when I reviewed Spock was going back to Uh, my first review of the Mezco 112 Collective line. And in case you haven't heard of it, this is 112, uh, you know, 6-inch scale figures, but with a high level of articulation, uh, fabric costumes, and nice accessories, packaging, etc. So a lot more expensive than your average 6-inch figure, but also a lot more uh, detail. Um, I reviewed the very first figure in this line, which was a Dark Knight figure, A long time ago, when I reviewed Spock, I mentioned that one thing that was a bit different was that the Dark Knight box, because these come in uh, like a five-panel window box, um, had a plastic cover over it, and all of the kind of art and uh, character pictures, etc., were printed on the plastic cover, so when you slid them off the box, was just blank, which I thought was a bit odd. With Spock, we had a plastic cover again, but then some things printed on the plastic cover, but most of it printed on the box and now we with Kirk and Sulu, we have no more plastic cover. We now have a cardboard cover that has all the bits on it. Um, so right away my OCD goes I, I was about to say now now based on your comments to me where where are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you with this? Are you coping? Not coping? I, uh, I just find have you already it, sent off an angry letter. No, look, I'm you know I'm not the most OCD um, among us, but I just I find it really. <laughs> hey, weird. I resemble that remark. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, the uh, but I just find that really weird. It's like why, you know, when if people are collecting these, and for me at least uh these are going to be kept in the box like i've taken them out to review them but i'm not displaying at present and so as the collection hopefully continues i'm going to have all my boxes there and already they're different and that's just annoying um so that's a little bit of a boo hiss um there's also quite a, a weird um approach to the structure of these and there is a Facebook. Uh, photo album on on the Action Figure Blues Facebook page that has got uh, packaging shots as well as uh, figure shots. And I put one in there in particular um, of Sulu with all of the bits and pieces um, that uh, is in this because I feel like uh, that if they actually took a slightly more logical approach to how much packaging is required here. We probably could have had a couple of extra accessories for each mm. figure. So we've got the uh, window box. We have the cardboard sleeve around the window box, which is fine, um, but all the stuff that's printed on the cardboard sleeve could actually be printed on the window box because, you know, Velcro, etc. Then we open it up and we have got a two-tray system and there is a – um, a top tray that has got the figure, all the swap-out bits, um, the base, etc., and then that has its own plastic cover. And then underneath it, there's a second pull-out tray, um, that with its, again with its own plastic cover, that only has in it the figure stand, which is kind of redundant because there mm. is a peg hole on the... Um, Base that holds the figure quite nicely, and I'm not really imagining putting any of my Star Trek figures into a flying pose, Um, so I'm not sure why I need that. (laughs) And then there is a quite a a large plastic Ziploc bag that has a 112 Collective uh, logo on it that contains one belt. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, they're like they're like the anti necker. it's like you go. Oh, this is exciting. What is it? Uh, oh, <laughs> it's something that could just actually be on the figure. I don't. I just don't understand. You so, know right. how many dinosaurs
2: died to produce this packaging? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really? Like it just—it's hilarious. It's all the same with um, Spock. Same, it's the same with Kirk and Sulu. Got the bag there and the little belt, um, which you know you do, you may or may not want on your figure, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment but it really why it needs all of that i do not know so i feel like the second the bottom tray is actually pretty redundant the cover for the bottom tray is absolutely redundant um and you know just uh, i find it weird when you know like at least where i work you know we we make sure that uh we don't waste money <laughs> and we, yeah. we review things to go you know what we don't really need that we could do this more efficiently um and we probably do need that, but we're going to do it more efficiently anyway. <laughs> so um, good on them that they've got the money to accomplish that. Okay, so we finally um, opened the figure. And it is collector-friendly in that it can all be put back together, etc. But by the time you open all of this up, um, you have got just a pile of stuff. Um ultra cardboard thing, window box, two trays, each with a cover, and then the figure inside the top tray has its own little plastic thing as well, which is a separate piece. So good luck putting it all back together. <laughs> so I'll start with Sulu because he was released um, first before Kirk. Um, these are, as I said, you know, they are 1 uh, scale, so around six inches. Um, it's funny that they say over 28 points of articulation. Which I, I find a really weird thing. It's like, you mean you're not sure how many over? 29? <laughs> I, like, I don't understand.
2: Yes, um, it usually means twenty nine.
0: Yeah, I, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, th- they are highly articulated and they are um, quite poseable. Um, they, they all appear to me to be using the same uh, buck. I don't. There's no real difference in height between any of the. Um, figures which I'm sure is not uh, completely accurate but there you go um Sulu comes th- these do come with quite a bit of gear so they come with uh, a they call a regular head and an alternate head I'll talk a bit more about them in a moment and then they come with um six hands so fists which is what they're packaged with and then there's posing hands a phaser holding hand a, a tricorder holding hand, and hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Good heavens. Oh, and he has a sword holding hand as well, um, although the, I can attest that the phaser holding hand also holds the sword quite okay. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the hands are actually really easy to swap on and off. Um, the pegs are just stuck in the wrist, so uh, you don't have to deal with extra pe- pegs as well, um, which is fine. Um, the heads though, I, I, I don't, if you might recall from my, um, Spock review that trying to change the heads was rather traumatic because <laughs> the, uh, neck piece is quite long. The, um, what's the word? The collar on their shirts is pretty tight. And so mm. trying to kind of pull them open to be able to fit the neck properly in. And I took a look at both of the heads of these, which are called the alternate smiling head and went, uh, no. So you can live without a photo of that. Google it if you really need one. (laughs) Um, So I thought I definitely wouldn't be displaying with these. I'm not going to put myself through the pain of trying to swap these on and off. Um, And then Sulu comes with, uh, of course, some gear. So some of the stuff is the same as uh, what Spock came with. He's got his his communicator, which has got a flip-up panel, the tricorder, which has got an opening top section and it's got a, um, strap so that you can put it around his shoulder as well, which is really groovy. And they're, you know, quite small pieces to have moving, like functioning pieces as well, which is really great. And then of course his phaser, um, and, uh, the away team belt with holster for communicator and phaser, uh, which is so important that it gets its own very large plastic bag, um, which you may just want to display it in, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and then he's got his own unique character accessory, which is his fencing sword. Um, the the likenesses here are interesting. The Spock likeness was just dead on, and I think Nimoy and and particularly the the Spock um, makeup etc is so iconic and obviously uh, quite. Uh, a good sculptor is quite capable of capturing it. Um, Sulu, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, "Ah, no. But obviously, you know, George Takai is um, such a icon now, and so I have very much ingrained in my head what he looks like now. Um, and But when I did kind of do a little bit of Googling about what um, young Sulu looked like, this is actually not a bad likeness. Um, you know, it's I wouldn't say it's private but it is really quite good. Um, the smiling head, though, is just creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, it doesn't, yeah, do not need. Um, mm. I, think, I think particularly with the uh, inclusion of the sword, which is cool, a bit more of a, you know, maybe kind of action facial expression or something would have been a little bit better, where the smiley one just looks like dorky, so.
2: The foil.
0: Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah. Fo-
2: foil. Is I think the technical name uh, for the fencing sword. For the fencing sword, I believe. I only yep. Lert that like about six months ago. The, the foil.
0: <laughs> there, there you <laughs> go. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but but the the posability of these is really fantastic, um, and the detail on the cloth costumes also is just great. So, mm. um, you know, the, the, it's really uh, so, so cool, and particularly now having three of them together and. Uh, you're starting to really get a feel for what it's going to feel like when we get you know, the whole team, um, which is really good fun.
2: Now, it might be a, a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Now, the column A is the fact that Mezco has done such a great job with the, 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 the cloth costumes on these guys, or it's the way you've actually uh, posed them, which is the column B. But I'm the, the looking at your, your Facebook, um, uh, 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 what do you call it? Photos album. Yep. album. That's the one thing. <clears throat> but the way the the jumpers actually sit, they look really good. Like it's yeah. a, it doesn't. You know how you know your um, your Migos used to just sort of feel oversized oven mitt kind of thing going. Yeah, out. yeah, <laughs> These just they look really nicely tailored. They sit really well on an action yeah. figure, and at this scale, I think that's amazing.
0: They do. You, you definitely have to um, have a bit of a play with these to get them into natural looking poses, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, which is obviously fair enough. And the, the, I uh, guess, you know, chest crunch in the middle, you know, is, uh, very tight. And so, but if you can kind of get that working a bit, then you can, uh, get their stance, uh, a little bit, um, you know, look, looking quite natural and obviously choosing the right hands for the pose. Um, one thing with the away team belt is that, that that is a bit tricky, I think, to get kind of on and actually still make the shirt um, look natural. Um, so, yeah, it is a bit tricky. Uh, moving over to Captain Kirk then, totally same in terms of the packaging, etc., and the um, 28 plus points of articulation he comes with uh also the alternate smiling portrait which is a real why bother i'll talk a bit more about the likeness here in a moment and then he has got the fists the posing hands the phaser holding hand and the uh communicator hands so one less hand than sulu Um, he comes with the phaser and the communicator no tricorder but then he gets a funky phaser rifle um, which again he needed a different Uh, hand for it and I was kind of sick of swapping them around by that stage so google for photos of that Uh, but he also then comes with the uh, extremely important in its own bag away team belt Um, so William Shatner is a actor who is notoriously hard to his likeness is notoriously hard to capture Um, I definitely would say this is not the worst Shatner likeness um, I think they actually have done quite a good job. Um, you know, it actually photographs better, like both in terms of their photos and my photos likeness wise than it does kind of when you actually look at it when you, I know that's kind of weird, but when you look at it and I think some of it might be just the, um, the, the, the way that it's, um, posed. And also I have found with my Kirk figure that. I don't know, I feel like his neck is not quite in all the way and it's really hard to get it in all the way. Um, so maybe his neck is a little bit long in my photos, I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it's not a terrible likeness. Um, I definitely have seen worse Kirk mm. things. Um, and the detail on these um, head sculpts is fantastic. But he's just, he's just a hard face to capture. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I think so. Tricky. Um, but, again, you know, so really the same deal in terms of articulation, etc. cetera. Um, the work on these cloth costumes at this scale is just really amazing. You know, mm-hmm. And as you said, not just getting them together, but getting them together in a way that actually really makes them look natural. Um, they, they have done an outstanding job, like really outstanding. So we're waiting. Uh, I feel like maybe we saw a Scotty um, – In one of the conventions, certainly, I don't think there's been any solicits for more characters. But for me, a lot of this just comes down to now that uh, we better be getting the rest of the original series crew. (laughs) Um, And uh, if we do, then I'll be happy because these are great. They're they're not cheap, you know. They are, but particularly by the time you know, I I think they're seventy dollars U.S. But you're easily looking at one forty if you want to buy them here in australia at least um but they are around
2: so speaking of uh, scotty and bones and uhura etc um you know if if you were very unlucky and they didn't get through um you know the the cast um you know who who's your i guess what how would you rank the remaining characters in terms of you know they must do this and I, i really wouldn't be that fussed if they didn't get to
0: Oh, golly gosh. I mean, the only one, uh, like the only, uh, I guess for me, you know, Bones um, I, I think is essential um, mm. and, you know, I would put her up there as well just from a, you know, like from my personal perspective, um, yep. but but Scotty as well. You know, Chekhov I suppose is, you know, the one that I could live without if I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I, I can't, you know, these are this is such a prolific line I really can't, I'd be surprised if they did get left behind, yeah. um, and uh, but yeah, well I guess time will tell. Um, mm. I mean, by by all accounts, these are selling well. They're certainly pumping them out, so I would yeah. hope that nothing's going to stand in the way of that happening. Yeah. Um. The it's interesting. Um, just going back to Sulu with the um the foil with the fencing sword. Of course, the you know the classic. Um, episode and scene that uh, that comes from he was shirtless, and I I, I have seen people who have photo photographed yes. him without the shirt. I'm definitely not brave enough to try and <laughs> do that. That would just be ridiculous. Um, the so, but I, I guess it can be done yeah. <clears throat> if you need a if you need a shirtless <laughs> to to make it work. Um, the bases are really nice. The bases are color coded to their um their shirt as well so these guys have both got the yellow circular base with the um the oh that was just kirk falling over (laughs) i'm sorry what was it something i said (laughs) um yeah so these are great i think that um i am gonna go a nine out of ten for these overall and part of that is i uh, just you know the slight nickel about the packaging um are great but not nailed um but i'm still really enjoying these and just the line in general um i do have my judge dread sitting here waiting for other people to get there so we can review it together (laughs) yeah (laughs) did you never get them
2: no no, what? and uh, I was going to talk to Justin after the segment to say, uh, "Don't wait for me."
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> You've given up. <laughs> Fair yeah. Enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I've got mine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll open it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but good fun, and thank you, Ms. and keep up the good work. And where's Aquaman? <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Well, thank you, Mr. Scotty. That was our final toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll run through some feedback before we wrap things up.
3: Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Evil Khan calls on his fiendish friend, Dr. Makino. But Ninja Shadow, with blazing eyes, has the power to stop them. Makino and Khan take off. Ninja Shadow chases them in his mirage. Each sold separately. Will they get away? Who knows? The Shadow knows. Now you can get a free Shadow Agent's ring. It
0: changes.
3: Just like in the movie. Send in two proofs of purchase from any Shadow toys for your free Shadow Hologram ring. Wow. The Shadow knows. Well, we
0: love hearing from you, and if you would like to give us some feedback, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can uh, tweet at us at AFBlues. You can post on our Facebook page. Um, Of course, you could always head over to iTunes or Stitcher or your podcast uh, carrier of choice and leave us a uh, glowing review to help other people find it. Um, And tonight we've got two posts to our Facebook page from... Um, two of our good friends, Camus Clark, who um, often shares things with us. And thank you very much. Uh, I I didn't include this in the news because he popped on our Facebook page a message from me saying this will match your Aquaman. And, of course, this is the uh Cotabakia Artifacts Black Manta that is coming.
2: Yeah, It's actually quite decent. I like it that. It is
0: awesome. I'm so excited. Um, you know, this is we – we've never had a – uh, him appear in statue form, um and so this is great i'm so happy yay hmm. yeah. Very and ben you have got something from one of our other uh great facebook poster friends i
2: do joe Orzo art uh says hey guys can we show some old love Uh, For Toy Biz. Uh, And to mention, years before a builder figure, they put out a builder spaceship wave. Although I was really put off by Wolverine's cosmic boogie board. (laughs) Did anyone ever collect this? Love the show. Wheeled Warriors were awesome.
0: Uh, This was news to me. Mm. Why? Yeah, why do I
2: not know that? I I don't. I remember, the you know, the line, obviously, but yeah. I don't remember this particular light-up hyperjet. Yeah. yeah. Was so, it uh,
1: maybe it was a KB exclusive or something like that?
0: <laughs> That's possible. So so if you uh, go over to our Facebook page and look at um, visitor posts, you can see Joe Orso's uh, picture of the X-Men space riders, Jean Grey, um, looking suitably spacey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you know the the ultimate sign that a franchise is dying when they have to send them to space. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit like that. It's like when they sent Josie and the Pussycats to space.
1: <laughs> there was a lot of that in the, in the cartoons. There really there? was. Everybody yeah. went to space in the seventies,
0: mm.
1: yeah. Yeah. except for Happy. Day. Remember the Happy Days cartoon? I think he had a Fonzie had a time traveling device. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, mm. he went to space. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. <laughs> It's quite sad, really.
1: Jump to space shark.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, that wraps up another show. We are steadily progressing towards episode 250, which is just ridiculous. And uh, we have some exciting plans. I'm getting excited about Mm. that. Um, So uh, watch this space. Uh, But in the meantime, we'll be back next week with another regular show.
1: Huzzah. Excellent. Bye. Goodbye.
0: Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at ActionFigureBlues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening!
2: Uh, ASAP, if it were me. But anyway, other than that, yes? No? Yes? No?
0: Well, would you... Uh, sorry, I'm so sorry. I just clicked on something and audio played and then I was totally distracted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was news, not porn, just so you know. Okay, um, excellent. The, the, uh Excellent. Uh,
2: in it it's really quite uh, impressive and unfortunately i haven't kept the packaging so um...
0: oops <laughs> well wow i've just sucked at the moment Again, <laughs> i've got the um <laughs> oh, i might as well fart uh... and belch as well well hey everyone That's, <laughs> this is my subtle exit to say i have to go pick up my daughter <laughs> from work please carry on this segment as discussed so that i don't have to do any editing. <laughs>
1: Smooth. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh,
0: well, you know, with uh, nearly 250 episodes under our belt, we certainly don't have many uh, production issues anymore. So please say.